afternoon, Lisa. Oh, good afternoon, Eric. So today we're going to talk about trauma. Trauma. What is a trauma? Trauma. Trauma is when um, something bad's happened to you, and because something bad's happened to you, um, you're reacting poorly now. You're you're reacting like bad to similar situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about what it is, how it affects you, and how to get rid of it. Okay. That sound good. Uh, a trauma to the snake and the swimming. Oh yeah. Okay, you had trauma, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about yours, and then yeah, that sounds fine. Okay. So you put me us, inside the. Tell us uh, all about your trauma to your snake. <laughs> What happened? Tell us your story. Oh, <laughs> my story about that is that, oh shoot, that would be embarrassing. You but don't want to tell the story? It's no, embarrassing. It, it, it is, but it's funny, but it's embarrassing. You know what? Because my cousins and I mm-hmm. went to get some guava. You know, which is a fruit. It's yeah. Case you guys a, don't know. It smells so good. You can when you walk to Walmart and go to the fruit island, you smell that guava smell. That's it. And we have a guava, a lot of guavas in the Philippines, and there's tons of it. And then I, I, I think I I am constipated or something. So I went. I did not know. That the snake was there. So you're going, you went, you're picking guava, you gotta go poke, you go off into the trees, you yes. poke. And, and then I pull down my pants and my, you know, it's coming out. But the thing is, then the snake goes. So and, they, and it's a it's a python, right? <laughs> it's yours, but kind of like oh, it's not a python. No, it's a. Uh, I don't know, call out of that snakes. And, and I was so scared. And guess what? I didn't wipe my butt. It was just like I pulled it up and ran and ran. I ran zigzag. And the snake, he ran zigzag too. The grandmother gave me. So my two cousins got, they pick up rocks yeah. or stones and rocks and throw it to the snakes so the snakes will go away. And they laugh and laugh at me because I almost got bit by the snake. snake. Oh, cobra. And you said it was a cobra. cobra yeah. A cobra. And guess what? And you're going to get my butt. <laughs> Cobra's going to bite your butt while you're pooping. Yes. That's so funny. And I never did it again. And that's why even the smallest snakes or even the eggs of the snakes, I don't want to touch it. I will scream so loud. And uh, and Pollyanna goes, Mama, I want you to see a snake. I just want you, I want to hear your scream. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I have a trauma with snakes. I can kill the spiders. Spiders, there's none. There's nothing wrong with the spiders. Yeah. Your spiders here is dangerous. I can kill it. But snakes, oh, go get it. <laughs> all <laughs> right. So let's talk about what happens. What to will the, I do to the body? Let's first of all let's talk about what happened to your body. 
right? In your mind and everything like that when that trauma happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So here's what here's what happened. So your mind. Oh, so your body. We'll just say your body. Your body wants to keep you alive, right? Yeah. Like its whole point is to keep you alive. That's why I ran. Yeah. Yeah. So in that I moment, wipe my butt. <laughs> in that moment, when you're pooping there, <laughs> your body and saw the saw the cobra. <laughs> your body turned on what is called a sympathetic nervous system state, which is what your body turns on to keep you alive, to solve problems. All problems, big or small, turns on that sympathetic nervous system state. So you dump in adrenaline, jumps into cortisol. It actually stops you from, from digesting your food. It makes you want to poop more, <laughs> pee more. But guess what, though? It makes the blood go flowing. No. It makes your heart race. That's why. So even though the trees is so high, you, you can, you've been you can climb those trees. Yeah, you and how did I climb that tree? Yeah. So then, so then, because you're so all scared, that adrenaline. and then you, you look down and you said, "How am I going to get down? get down the street?" And then, because your mind wants to keep you alive, it's going to take that memory of the snake huh? and it's going to keep it alive, and it's going to make it so you remember it. It's going to be a very strong, a very solid memory in your mind, because anything traumatic your brain is going to try to hold on to that memory because it's going to say, now remember this situation. It was very life-threatening. You can't forget it. So anything that feels life-threatening, anything that feels trauma, anything that triggers that sympathetic nervous system state, your mind's going to try to hold on to it because it was life-threatening. Well, here's the problem. The body's not very smart. So anything that even remotely ex resembles that situation, it's going to turn on that sympathetic response to uh -huh. the similar situations. So, for instance, a snake egg is not deadly. It's not going to kill you. But your mind is going to associate yeah. it with that situation, uh -huh. and you're going to feel... That snake will bite me. Yeah, you're going to feel panic. Yeah. And you're going to want to run away. Uh-huh. And when you do run away, your body's going to say, yay, I saved her from this problem. <laughs> I made the threat disappear. I dumped in all this adrenaline. My person ran away, and I saved her from the threat. So I what will I do to overcome it then? Well, hold on. <laughs> so, so anything that your mind associates with it, it's going to happen. So... Your mind doesn't associate earthworms uh -huh. to snakes, but other people it might because the mind is not very good at association. So it might associate. Yeah, earthworms. because, you know, there's worms in America that look, that like, look snakes. like snakes. So when I look at that, I run. Yeah. It's, it looks like a snake. Yeah, sometimes it does, and then, and then you're going to run from it, right? And every time you run from something that you fear, it proves to your body that it did the right thing because you effectively removed yourself from the threat. Mm. So that means that when you're in a similar situation and you leave it, your adrenaline will pump in even harder and faster the next time.
because you are going to do an even better job of removing yourself from that threat. And then what happens is it builds even uh, greater associations, even more associations. Why are you talking about that, my body? <laughs> Your body's so tense. I'm cringing. Cringing. So let's say for it for an example that you know that a snake lives on Eighth Street. There's somebody there that has a snake in his front yard, a pet snake in his front yard on Eighth Street. Uh-huh. Right? Well, would you like me to, to go there? Well, what your body's gonna do is it's starting to start building other associations. So at first your body's gonna wanna just avoid that house. Mm. Then after a while, you're avoiding the house, avoiding the house, avoiding the house. After a while, your body's going to be like, you know what? Whenever I start driving down 8th Street, I feel a little anxious. And then after a while, your body's going to be like, I think I'm going to kind of avoid that side of town. Which is why, let's say that you've been at a job that you don't like for a long time. And, and you really don't like it. It's been a problem. Mm-hmm. You start to get anxious when you're at that job. Well, after a while... Your body's going to start getting anxious when you think about the job. Then it's going to start getting anxious the morning you wake up getting ready for the job. Then it's going to start getting anxious Sunday night. Because <laughs> it's Monday morning. Because it's Monday morning. <laughs> and even on a Saturday when you don't have to go to work, if you drive by that part of town, uh-huh. you're going to get anxious. <laughs> or if somebody beat you up. Mm-hmm. in a bar one day you're in a bar somebody beats you up well if you pass by somebody that looks like that person you're gonna feel anxious or if you pass by the bar you're gonna get anxious or maybe if you start thinking about bars in general you start to get anxious it'll start your mind tends to the more you run away from a problem the more the mind tends to generalize and make it kind of so you want me to hold you are you telling me you want me to touch that the snake the snake that you're going to eat my butt i don't know it all depends on how much work you want to put into it okay so like for instance um maybe if you can (laughs) if you can be happy and live a, a, a good life without ever being around the snake again then there's no point in going through the work to retrain your body to be calm around a snake. Yes. There's no point. I can watch a snake though. I can watch it in the TV because the, I know that the snake won't, won't eat me because it's inside the TV. Yeah. But if it's in person, oh, let's go around together. <laughs> I'm going to die. I don't like it. I don't like the snakes. Sometimes really bad associations happen. Like sometimes people get, uh, like as a kid, they get raped, you know, mm-hmm. and then sometimes they're uh, they're having sex with their spouse, and then they start they're having sex, or, and maybe their spouse says something that the rapist said, or does um, something that the rapist did, and yeah, and then the mind starts associating that mm-hmm. with the rape when before you know it wasn't a problem but now it is because the mind made that connection and then Mm -hmm. the person starts distancing themselves from sex and then 
the more they distance themselves from it, the more it becomes a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stuff like that happens. And sometimes it changes the way you see about yourself. So let's say, so PTSD can do a lot. So let's say that we'll use the snake. We'll use the snake thing, okay? So that was a one-time incident for you, right? Yeah. One time. Never, never again. So in your house. In my house, there was that. Okay. Let's say that you're living in a life where you're, there's snakes everywhere. All the time. Constantly. Yeah, here in Missouri, there is. Constantly. Then what will happen is, yeah, when you... When that is why I'm not going to the forest. Yeah, when you go out into the forest. Oh, that's a good... We'll use that as an example. So when you go out into the forest, you are experience what's called hypervigilance. So your body is is very heightened. It's in a state. It's in a state of heightened arousal. Mm -hmm. So you're constantly looking everywhere. You're yes. constantly expecting a snake. Yes. You're constantly worrying. Yes. You're constantly watching your footsteps. Yes. And I need to wear boots. Yeah. And because you're constantly looking out, you're probably a little more irritable than you used to be. You're probably reacting quicker to other people. And my heart will go like this. Your heart's thumping. Yeah. So if you're living... And I'm not paying attention to anyone else, but I'm paying attention with the surrounding me because of the snakes, you know? Even though you're talking to me, I'm not listening because going to be like is there a snake is there a snake you know now picture somebody that is living in a home where they're constantly being yelled at yeah, or they're abused. constantly being beat or abused mm -hmm. their body is going to be in a state of hypervigilance as well yeah yeah and their body is going to react faster to those situations than you might so that person walking down the street somebody like bumps into them or something triggers them that reminds them of, a, of, of an abusive situation, mm -hmm. that person's gonna react really fast and really hard. Whereas you, since your life's kind of chill, you walk down the street, somebody bumps into you, you're not gonna react so hard and fast. You're just gonna react kind of slowly. You're gonna think about it. You're gonna think about how to respond. You're gonna process it. Mm -hmm. So it's a very different world for people who are constantly in this state of uh, hypervigilance and not. So it takes a while to uh, retrain the mind and retrain the body to overcome this PTSD. Ooh, should we take commercial break? Mm. Commercial break! All right, so let's talk about like easy PTSD to overcome, and then we'll talk about hard PTSD to, PTSD to overcome. Okay. Okay. So easy stuff just takes time. Okay, so let's say I'm... Let's say I'm driving down the street and somebody crashes into me, <clears throat> right? Mm. So I notice that the next day I start driving and I'm hypervigilant because my mind is now associating cars and driving with uh, 
with danger. Mm-hmm. So I'm very hyper vigilant and very hyper aware of all my surroundings. I'm very tense. I got adrenaline coursing through my veins. I'm really anxious. Is it the same with the bullying in the in the school? What do you mean? If someone is bullying, you know, you know, some kids they're bullying you, the kids, and it's kind of like it's a trauma for them to go to school. It's a trauma for things because. They just don't want to go to school because that guy or that lady is there. Yeah, know? they start. Yeah, yeah, they're, same they're, thing. They, same thing. They their start. Body, yeah, their body starts associating. So first, the the bully. They want to avoid the bully. Yeah. yeah. Then they want to avoid the classrooms the bullies in. Mm-hmm. Then they want to avoid the hallway. Then they want to avoid so the school. The same thing. Then they yeah, same thing. So, oh yeah. So we're driving around the road. And we're experiencing all this hypervigilance, adrenaline's pumping, we're having flashbacks, like remembering the wreck. And what happens is, as we're driving down the road day after day after day and month after month, our body starts to notice, hey, I'm in this car, nothing bad is happening to me. I think I can relax now. This association that I have with driving being dangerous might be incorrect. I think I can start associating driving with with being calm. Like it's not a big danger. I don't have to be hypervigilant. I don't have to make all this adrenaline pop in. I think I can be calm. So, so your body learns to be calm in that context. So you want me to <laughs> So if you I'm wanted yeah, if you wanted to overcome your fear of snakes, you would first start small so you would the start eggs. no you can start with the small. eggs yeah you can start with the eggs you can start with start with the thinking about it you can start with the movie about it you can start with i did though you i can do the movie with, i can do the movie i can see the the python the biggest snakes i can i can watch it but i cannot touch it so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so you could you could start with like going to the uh, pet store the and zoo. standing in front of the snake cage, the zoo, and your body's gonna freak out. Yeah! And then you would have to stand there and put yourself in a state of calm. You want me before... to scream inside no. the store? No, you would have to put yourself. So at first you're gonna stand in front of the snakes, right? Wow! Yes. Your body's gonna scream. It's going to come out! Your body's gonna say, it's gonna come out. <laughs> Your body's gonna say, run away. And if you don't run away and you breathe deeply so it forces yourself into that parasympathetic state because you're breathing deeply and you relax your muscles and you just kind of chill, maybe grab a smoothie, (laughs) sit back for a little bit. After a while, your body's gonna stop screaming at you to run away (laughs) and it's gonna say, oh wait, Lisa, this is not a big deal. You are not in danger. Yeah. I'm gonna turn the cortisol off. I'm gonna turn the adrenaline off. Just go ahead. And Do you know I'm imagining? And this yeah, I can hear your breathing with, get faster. Uh, yeah, I'm imagining what you say, and so my body goes. I can't. You don't want to do it. So it's like it's in my mind. Mm-hmm. It, it will eat me. He's open his huge mouth 
and it me whole. Oh no. So, anyways, that's how you would, my dream. That's how you would start, and then you would progressively bring the threat closer and closer and closer to you until you can be in the presence of the threat and until your body can be calm. So you would do successive approximations of just slowly moving closer and closer and closer. And each time you move closer, you don't leave until your body is calm. Do you want me not to leave? You just want me to stand there and the snake will crawl on me? Yes. And then if you don't leave, your body will learn I will die. That the snake is not something to be afraid of. But if you do, if you're practicing this and you do leave before you're calm, then you will have the opposite effect and you will make yourself even more anxious than you were before. It's going to try. You're going to do it? Really? You want to get rid of snake fear? For real? <laughs> That's a lot of snake at mommy and dad's house. <laughs> Dad has a uh, snake pet under the house. Oh, no. Let's see. So let's say you live with people that um, beat you up every day or yell at you, right? I already, yeah, there is. But I still love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's so, so different. With, it's different with you, man. Human, it's okay. They can beat me up. I still love them. Snake, no. What? Uh, yeah, threw my train of thought. Yeah, let's say okay. So you grew up in a house. People screaming at you, beating you, all that stuff, right? So you you go and you get married, and things are fine. Until one day your It'd spouse you. starts yelling and beat you up. Well, yeah, man, beat you up, or maybe he just starts yelling, and so all that hypervigilance comes back, mm -hmm. and you feel awful all the time. You feel paranoid. You feel irritable. It causes depression. It makes yeah, you so I'm you sad. can't sleep. When you when someone yells at me, yeah, or someone is just, um, you know, he, their voice is so loud. Mm -hmm. It's like coming back like all those memories all come those back to you come back to me and then i just wanna lock myself in the closet and cry yeah this is what i do when they beat me up and just lock myself in the closet and they just cry for the whole day i put myself to sleep that is why i'm glad that i married you you don't yell at me i yell at you but you don't yell at me yeah because i'm scared <laughs> you give me ptsd <laughs> But I'm just, I'm just. But if I were to yell at you, then the memories would come, come back, and yeah. the feelings would come, and yeah. Then I will be sad for months and months. Yeah. Because I can think and think of, of it. But now, now that I'm married, I, I'm really, really happy that I got married. I'm out of the house, <laughs> and I can do whatever I want. And um, that is why I don't want it if someone shouts. Or yell at me so loud, I'm so scared. It's like, oh, here go again. I, I, and my head will be on the wall again. It's like I'm thinking of that one. Is that 
they grabbed my head and then knocked it on the wall. Mm-hmm. And just like, that's why I don't, I don't want to go back to that memory again because, but guess what though, even though I, even though I got all those things, I'm still, I love them because they're, they're my family, but I know that's how they love me. So I love them. So that's why I don't want to do that to my, to my own children. No. Let's say this one. So you know how when you're mowing the lawn, there's a there's a, like an idle switch. Yeah. You can turn the idle up high, mm-hmm. and the engine's like boom. You can turn the idle down. The engine's pretty calm. Well, some people their idle gets stuck on high, so they they're they're in this state where either they're constantly thinking of problems, or they're constantly in a world where problems exist, where there's experiencing this hypervigilant fear response all the time mm-hmm. and they leave the situation but their their body's stuck on high it's just their idol stuck on high they're just constantly hypervigilant and they're like i'm always irritable i'm always ready to fight at the drop of a hat i can't turn this thing off so what happens is if you leave the situation that's bad and you continue to react constantly to reminders then what you're doing is you're essentially telling your body that all of these reminders really are a threat i really do need to react to it mm-hmm. and the world is still dangerous and your body will stay revved up and ready to fight but if you leave this situation, this bad situation, and reminders pop up, and you take a step back and you calm yourself repeatedly, constantly, which is annoying because you're doing it like a hundred times a day, but you constantly calm yourself down to all the reminders over and over again, then what's happening is you're retraining your body that the world really isn't dangerous anymore because you're not having to react. You're not required to run away. You're not required to react with anger. You're not required to react with hypervigilance because you're forcing it to calm down, to breathing deeply, relaxing your mind, relaxing your muscles. And you do that over and over and over again constantly throughout the day. Then it kind of like turns that idle down and it makes it so your body's running at a lower rate and you're more relaxed and more able to like You know, I used to... I used to be sad. Oh yeah. You remember, I used I used to cry all the time. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted to be sad, I just wanna re- remember all those things that happened to me, and then my tears. There it is. <laughs> it's just like, but I let go of those things. I don't wanna. I don't wanna remember it anymore and i get rid of it and i'm hoping that on these years and this coming years and until i die i won't remember it anymore because i know i'm in a good hand now with you and my children and i'm hoping that i'm hoping that there's no more it's only the snake now (laughs) 
How did you let it go? What? You said you let it go. I let it go. I, I, well, how, oh, you mean how? Mm -hmm. I just, just don't think about it. I just think about how to help them, how to love them. And because if I hate them, because I, I hate the things that they did to me, but if I keep telling myself I hate it, I hate it, and then it turns into a bad memory. But if I will say, it's okay, I want to let it go. It's past is past. So I said to myself that because if I'm carrying it, it's so heavy. It's heavy in my heart and in my mind. So when I think about it, it's like I just cry and cry and i don't want it i want to be happy i don't want to be wrinkled because <laughs> if you're so stressed and and then your face will be full of wrinkles and then i'm only 45 years old and be like a lot of wrinkles and be like old so i don't want to do that i want to look young <laughs> so i just like <laughs> yeah but the thing is if you let go of your hate yeah let go of it and chase it with love and affection or something like that with your spouse or uh, I just let it go. I just said, okay, I said, I talked to God to take it all. I will give it all to you. And you know, sometimes when I go to sleep and I remember things that I don't like, so and I said, please, Please remove it in my mind. Change, change it to a, a good memory instead of a bad memory, because I couldn't sleep. But the thing is, and then my heart will just like um, heavy, heavy burdens, and I do not like that. So I just let it go. So I now I notice that I, I notice that I'm happier. You know, if you let it go and you show your love to yourself and to your spouse and your kids, focus on them. Mm -hmm. Don't focus on the past things because just one memory, just one thing that mm -hmm. they did to you, it will come. They are, they all come, all come. come. Because you let it, you let it in your mind and your body will be like, oh yeah, I remember now. But no. If you have one thing, like you saw someone did it, you know, if someone saw someone did it, oh yeah, he did that to me. And then all those memories again, no, don't let it. Don't let it, just, no, I don't want it. Just tell yourself, I do not like it. I don't want it, please. Pass is pass. Because you'll be like eager to, you know, you're very eager again to, do the things that you'll be sad, depressed, and yell, and angry because you cannot. It's kind of like you don't forgive. I forgive everyone. I forgive. If you forgive them and accept it, and it's all going away. But if you not totally forgive, you just said, if you just said it and not do it, there's nothing. Yeah. But to me, it's easy to forgive someone. Maybe that was it. It's so easy for me to forgive. 
I'm happy now. I let go of the things that my past, but I didn't let go of my snake. <laughs> Still so, there. So one thing that uh, mean people do is they blame you for their anger. They say, I'm mad and it's your fault that I'm mad. And they minimize yeah they minimize uh your reaction so if you get mad at them for for hurting you mm -hmm. they're like why why are you so mad it's not a big deal you just overreact all the time mm -hmm. yeah and then it makes people think that it makes it makes you think that maybe uh maybe maybe they're right maybe i should mm -hmm. overreact and, and maybe they're right I, it is my fault yeah. Do you know, the thing is, if you love them, you do not hurt them, even their feelings. You know what I did? My psychiatrist said, um, he want, oh, she wants to talk to the one who hurt me. Mm -hmm. I said, no. And she said, why? Because I don't want to hurt him. I love him so much that I don't want to get him hurt. Because if he will know that he's the one who's causing me this stress, this depression and this thing that you said that I'm a cuckoo and he, he won't you know he won't he won't make it he will kill himself and it's okay I can take everything but don't I don't want you to talk to them I uh, it doesn't matter if they make me like this I can get rid of it I can do it myself and she told me how come you love them to death? You you sacrifice yourself and then they beat you up and you still love them and you still give them all the things. You still give all your love. In return, they didn't love you. And I said, it doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is I don't want them to know. I just want to carry it until I die. I don't want him to know that this one, he caused, they're the one who caused it. You know, and because I try, you know, I try to kill myself many times when I think about it. And and she she said I have to, and I said no. So she did not. So I didn't come back to her anymore because she's forcing me to tell, mm -hmm. and that they will come to me, you know, with me and with to mm -hmm. go to her. I said no. No, I said no. I, 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 I can do it. I can, I can do it. I did it. All my life. Now that I'm here in America for twenty years, I did it. I love them to death, and I, I, I will give them. I give. I will give my life to them. You know everything, and if they needed me, I'm well, always there. And you know me. I'm your wife. And I think. I think. Yeah. Well, what you're saying is uh, uh, forgiving is just letting go of the hate, the hate, letting go of the anger. Yes. Yeah. Because if you keep it in your heart, I'm telling you, it will be a burden. It will be, it will be heavy in your heart. Because every time you see that people, those people that you hate and you didn't forgive, it's just like you wanted to kill them. You wanted to, to get revenge. No, that's not it. You have, if you forgive and let it go, your life will be like them. And you can go sleep peacefully and you can be with your husband happily and your children. You can grow 
I think it's also important to remember that um, that if you felt like upset by what they did, that's that's like a normal feeling. Feeling, yeah. Mm-hmm. Revenge. You don't want to seek revenge, mm-hmm. and you don't want to use anger against them. Okay. But you don't need to listen to them say that you're that you shouldn't have been upset that I beat you or that that mm-hmm. I hurt you or yeah, that I no. raped you or molested <laughs> you because it's fine to. Fine. Yeah, anybody's gonna be upset by that. Upset it's just that, the body yeah. turning on that that defense mechanism, and then I think it's important to recognize that it's not your fault because they'll blame you. I did this because you were addressing. I, I molested you because you were addressing sexy, or I, yeah. I I I um I beat you because you wouldn't do what I asked you to do, or yeah, and it's not. It's not your fault either. Those are their actions. Yes, Those yes, are their yeah. choices. They're, they're their choices, and um, you cannot blame yourself. They did that. They did that. They're going to suffer. Yeah, they'll, they'll suffer for it. For it, for what they did. But the but, but I, I love what you said. Like you gotta let go of the hate. You gotta let yeah. go of the anger because that's only gonna mess you up. It will. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's why because I let it go, and then I forgive. It's a part of it that you have to forgive. Because if you don't forgive, it's like it's keep coming back to you. Because you for you didn't forgive that, and you have to forgive yourself also. And just you, if you let, because you said because sometimes if you don't forgive yourself, to, uh, and be like I don't want to forgive. I just you know. Must be mad. Mad and I said. And then you will be miserable and all your life. Some people think that if you uh, let go of the anger, so I guess we should say forgiveness is uh, letting go letting of go. anger mm-hmm. and revenge. But you, it's not. It doesn't mean that you're not sad about it. Of course, you're gonna feel you bad feel about bad. it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that you're gonna say it, it's still not okay that it happened, yeah. even though you let go of your anger. Some people are afraid if they let go of their anger, it means that it's. It means that it's uh, it's it means that it invalidates their feelings. It means to them that it's so they're saying it's okay that it happened. No, um, to me, but to me, it's just letting it go is to help myself to 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 make myself happy. It's not letting it go to me. It's like I wanna move on and move on to my life. You know, move on. I wanna do whatever I want. Not because if you don't let go of those things that they did to you, and you want you're not moving on in your life. You're just going to carry it all your life. And it's it's a burden. It's a, and then when you have your own spouse and you have your kids and, and they will notice how your face is hard, you're you're kinda like it's so happy, happy to carry all those things. Yeah, it's hard to like yeah. enjoy your family you don't if you're enjoy full of your anger. Life, yeah. And forgiveness is very hard, Eric. It's very hard to forgive someone that really hurt you. But just if, it, to me, it's so different. And maybe all my life, as even in when I was young, I, I, that's the heart that Jesus Christ gave me or everybody gave me. It's a heart that loves to forgive and i don't want to replace it with some some thing because this heart is a loving heart and a forgivable heart 
but I'm 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 different with all those people who hurt, who got hurt like me, but they can't let it go because it is hard. You know. But I won't forgive that snake. <laughs> I do not like it. All right. Well, take care. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you.